Good morning for Friday, December 16, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's on the front page this morning. End for U.S. begins uncertainty for Iraq. As sales lag, stores shuffle the calendar. And Gingrich now disavows support for stimulus. In this morning's national headlines, Arizona sheriff targeted Latinos, report says. Temporary deal averts a government shutdown. And in GOP's final Iowa debate, candidates lower the volume. In today's financial headlines, Russian bailout talk buoys European markets. Race to greener beverage bottles could be long. And Time's chief executive officer is set to retire at the end of the year. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too, a roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Baghdad, entitled, End for U.S. Begins Uncertainty for Iraq, reported by Tim Arango. At a crowded market in the city center here, the flotsam of the war is for sale. Ripped fuel workout supplement, ready-to-eat meals, macaroni and cheese, Mexican style, pistol holsters, nothing seems off-limits to the merchants out for a quick dinar, not even a bottle of prescription pills from a pharmacy in Waco, Texas, probably tossed out by a departing soldier. The concrete blast walls that shielded the shopping stalls have come down lately. Since then, three explosions have struck the market, killing several people. This will be an easy target for car bombs, said Muhammad Ali, a merchant who lost two brothers during the cruelest times of the conflict. People, he said, will die here. After nearly nine years, about 4,500 American fatalities and about a trillion dollars, America's war in Iraq is about to end. Officials marked the finish on Thursday with a modest ceremony at the airport days before the last troops take the southern highway to Kuwait. Going out as they came in, to conclude the United States' most ambitious and bloodiest military campaign since Vietnam. For the United States, the war leaves an uncertain legacy as Americans weigh what may have been accomplished against the price paid, with so many dead and injured. The Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein was vanquished, but the failure to find illicit weapons undermined the original rationale, leaving a bitter taste as casualties mounted. The lengthy conflict and repeated deployments strained the country and its resources, raising questions about America's willingness to undertake future wars on such a grand scale. Iraqis will be left with a country that is not exactly at war and not exactly at peace. It has improved in many ways since the 2007 troops surge, but it is still a shattered country marred by violence and political dysfunction, a land defined on sectarian lines. It is the end for the Americans only, Imad Risen, an Iraqi columnist recently wrote in Asaba al-Jadid, a government-financed newspaper. Nobody knows if the war will end for Iraqis, too, he wrote. Iraq will now be on its own both to find its place in a region upended by revolutions and to manage its rivalry with Iran, which will look to expand its influence culturally and economically in the power vacuum left by the United States military. Iraq also faces a multitude of vexing problems the Americans tried and failed to resolve, from how to divide the country's oil wealth, to sectarian reconciliation, to the establishment of an impartial justice system. A long-standing dispute festers in the north over how to share power in Kirkuk between Arabs, Kurds, and Turkmen, an ominous harbinger for power struggles that may ensue in a post-America Iraq. 
We are in a standstill and things are paralyzed, said Adel Abdul Mahdi, a prominent Shiite politician and former vice president of Iraq, describing the process of political reconciliation between Iraq's three main factions, Sunnis, Shiites, and Kurds. We're going from bad to worse, he said.